welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. The older I get, the more I realize that experience is one of the greatest teachers. And it doesn't need to be our own experience. There is so much we can learn from others and the experiences they've endured. Rachel Martin was kind enough to sit with me and share some of her experiences, and not surprisingly, it was wonderful. She's written a book that aims to help people sell their work and make their lives better. It's called Tell Me What to Say, and it's available now for free at salesobjectionsecrets.com. Listen and learn, my friends. Then grab the book, put it into practice, and experience a better life. Okay, I just need you to know I really prayed about this because I, I feel such a calling to... You know, I'm, I have more years behind me than I have in front of me. Mm. And I have just really felt a calling to, to help people. And so I, you know, and I'm like, okay, Lord, what, you know, what is this about? Cause this, this whole thing, you know, I was so unexpected of this and Rudy said, oh mom, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so I just want to be really real. And I will be really real. In fact, I need to tell you that my dad has been dead for a number of years, and his dying words were, be real. Well, are you serious? Those were his last words to me, was be real. And you know what, Jed, I don't think I understood though that until the last number of years. You know, you go through a transition of, okay, now what? You know, okay, we've built this business, we've we've got this amazing thing going on, and now what? Hmm. You know, and that I've got more years behind me than ahead of me, and so hmm. what am I going to do? And and Tony Robbins talks about, you know, the different the different human needs, and the the very last one is legacy, and that everybody wants to leave something, hmm. and that's it's taken it's taken God a while to c- convince me <laughs> of of this, but I'm like, okay, all right, because I, I feel really passionate about it. So I will try really hard not to cry, but it, this is a really emotional thing for me. Don't try too hard. <laughs> I don't want you to focus on that. I want you to focus on, don't, you just focus I'll on just you. you, just okay. what you have to say. I think it, I can see it. I wish this was a video podcast right now because <laughs> people could see it in your eyes and your face. So I have these questions here, and I'm going okay. to use them as a guide. Okay. Well, we might trail off here and there. Okay. Start out, why don't you, by telling me who you are and where you're at. You know who I am. Well, but not everybody that's <laughs> listening does. Okay. Uh, I'm Rachel Martin, mm-hmm. and I live in Montana. We've had a studio for, oh, 35 years. You and your husband, Clark, yeah. and yeah. now Rudy. Yep. Started back, obviously, in film and, you know, worked through the beginning years of digital. Rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. You know, that was not easy. And yeah. And then Rudy, 
swore he would leave and never come back. (laughs) Right. And when he was, you know, just a few months before graduation, I said, it is so time for you to go find that tree that money grows on. (laughs) Oh, you know, I just know the good Lord (laughs) creates that time where you're just like, it's time for you to go. (laughs) Because I I love you, but I'm having a hard time liking you. And it, just you wait, Jed, you will find this out. And I really think that's the Lord's way of saying it's time. It's time. You need to let go of them. Yeah. Because otherwise, we as parents, you know, right. you just want to keep your children forever. Right. Because you want to protect them. Right. So, But they don't stay children forever. No, no. Right. So Rudy left and he was a jerk. He, oh. he really was. But you know what? And I share this with a lot of clients in my, in my showroom is... I would tell them, I said, Rudy came back and not all kids do come back and tell you. He said, I, he said, I am so sorry. I was such a jerk to you. He said, but I was so afraid. He said, I knew that I was going to have to live without you. And so I, I pushed you away because I was trying to learn how to live without you for these last number of months. Right. Right. It totally makes sense. Wow. And so, you know. I, I share that with people in my showroom. But anyway, then as time went on, the um, the whole social media thing, and of course, um, you know, that was kind of over our heads. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, please, please, Rudy, just come back and help us. Just help us for a little bit. And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to him, that was like a step back in life. Right. To come him, back. that was digressing. Oh, very much, very much okay. so. Okay, okay. So, and he had a... Um, a newsletter business that he did, you know, through the internet and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he could go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So he finally did say, okay, I'll come home. And he lived in the basement in his room. And Mm -hmm. he said, do not get attached to me. I am not staying. Mm -hmm. By Christmas, I'll be gone. Mm -hmm. And then it was, by summer, I'll be gone. Right. And he said, I'm not going to be 30 years old living in my parents' basement. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Pretty soon he was 30 years old and living in his parents' basement. (laughs) But... One day he said, you know what? I am not feeling called to go anywhere else. Right. I'm becoming quite passionate about what we're doing. And yeah. so I will, I will stay. He was vested. He was. And he really saw as we started marketing differently yeah. and, you know, and I, my sales were better right. and all of that kind of thing that he was like, I can see where not only can we make money. Right. Because of course, you know, we grew up with no money. We had no money. Right. Um, not only could we make money, but you know, it, he could see how it was changing people's lives. Right. Right. He saw that piece. Yeah. And so it's the three of us. And now really it's, you know, we just kind of work for Rudy. He's the, he's the youth. He's the Mm -hmm. passion. He, he has the vision Mm -hmm. and, and it's wonderful. It really is. But you and Clark set up this foundation essentially. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Oh yeah. We started it from nothing. Built a brand. Yeah. Right? Um, and because your town's not very big. 2,000 people. <laughs> yeah. And yet you might have one of the top, you know, from an aesthetic standpoint, from a size standpoint, just as far as overall beauty is concerned, you might legitimately have one of the top five studios in the United States of America. Oh, I thank you, Jed. I and mean, that's legit. If anybody knows, I mean, people should check it out. Just go to your website and look and see what this place is like. And, you know, we started out in our home. We worked in the basement. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and I had gone off and got another job mm-hmm. because, you know, it just wasn't enough. We're farmers. Yeah. 
which has its advantages and disadvantages. <laughs> right. But, and so I had another job and then I finally realized that I could quit that job and if I just really helped Clark, we could make more money than I was getting paid. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what we did. But we built the studio onto the back of the house strictly because we had four children. And when Rudy was 20 months, Jake and Abby were born. And when Jake and Abby were 20 months, Molly was born. Mm -hmm. So four kids, really fast, really close together. And so I didn't, you know, I wanted to be home when they came home from school. Right. And so we're like, okay, we'll build on the back of the house. Not really realizing the business state, that was not probably a good idea. But I think we were blessed because it, because we had put God first in our family. And so and we were blessed by that and people drove out. But when Rudy came on, he said, I will stay and I will take over Clark Martin Photography, but I want to move it to Billings. Uh-huh. And Billings is an hour away from us about. Is it that far? Okay. Yeah. And, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, we're the studio in the country. And right. he said, I don't want to live in Columbus. Right. I want to live in a bigger city, <laughs> Billings. Right. You know, most people would roll their eyes. How big is Billings? A uh, hundred thousand. Okay. You know, um, but so he said, I think we could be very happy living in the city. Mm. And I'm like, okay, okay. He didn't have to twist your arm too much. No, no, because, because I saw that was his vision, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to have a vision. Yeah. Otherwise you just ramble. Right. And so that was his vision. And Clark and I really came on board and no kidding, Jed. We bought the building and, you know, like within a year we were already there Mm -hmm. and bought the building and six months later moved in. We were not ready to move in, but it, it, I mean, we had to, and it was just chaos and we had to pull the paper off the floor, you know, and it was crazy, but we've done a lot, a lot of work to the building. It was a hundred year old building. We, um, you know, redid the whole thing and really honored the building. Okay. So we honored the building by, you know, we didn't want, you know, you know, when you build something, the contractor's always like, Oh, here's something we didn't see. And I'm like, well, how much is that going to be? Well, that'll be (laughs) $2,000 or $20,000. And I'm Mm. like, do you go, but do you guys know any other number than (laughs) $20,000? Right. 20,000 is like the baseline. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it was like, we can put a bandaid on it or we can fix it. Right. And, and Rudy's not going to have to deal with something down the road. So, I've heard of that. I've heard that used many times from contractors. And most of the time, they're, it's legit. Like, it's, they're right. Yeah. Using that analogy. Yeah. And it's, but it is. We feel very blessed. Very blessed. You have a tight family. Um, we are freakishly close. <laughs> is how people have described us. Yes. And, and so it's striking me. I mean, I know that about you guys and I've known that for a long time, but it's striking me the different ways that manifests when you were telling the story of Rudy and how he came to you. And it seems to me was very vulnerable with you when he said, I'm sorry, I was, I was pushing you away. That's extraordinary. And I'm, I, I hope you have a sense of that. I think you do. Um, but hearing it, you know, from my perspective, the, the enormity of how really unique and amazing that is hits home. What do you attribute that to in your family? Well, how is it like that with you guys? You know, and I would say number one thing is our spirituality. Mm-hmm. We're, we're very strong Christians, but, <clears throat> and from that comes, I, I didn't plan on having children. What? 
No, I'm the youngest of all girls. And, you know, I didn't like babysitting. I didn't like doing any of those kind of things. I was never one who just had to hold somebody's baby. <laughs> no, that was never me. But it just seemed, and this seems crazy, Jed, because people make these decisions now. And I don't know that I made this decision, but then it was like, okay, I guess we're going to have kids. <laughs> yeah. How silly is this? I'm saying this out loud. <laughs> and, and so Rudy came along and then boom, you know, Jake and Abby came along yeah. and then I grew up in a family of three and it was odd man out uh-huh. and I was odd man. Oh. And so I was like, I don't want that. Yeah. I want to have one more. And of course people are like, what? Right. And because usually when people have twins, they never have another That's child. That's it. Right. But so then Molly was born. But I took being a parent um, very seriously. You do. Uh, you yeah. You still do. Yeah. And it was like, I can, you know, I can d- raise these children so they will be an asset to society or mm. they will be a pain in the mm. asset of society. <laughs> and so I took that job very seriously. And a lot of even who I am now... I was then, but but it just I, my kids are the ones that saw it. You know, like I had this this desire and this this understanding, and I was I had tough love, and even my mom was like, "Gosh, you you know you discipline so much stronger than I ever did." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know." Hmm. <laughs> you know, Molly would come and say, "I'd say, did you brush your teeth?" And she'd go, "Yeah, I did." And I'm like, "Let me see your teeth." Yeah. And she's like, one of what? Those, one of those moms. Well, yeah, because I had done that to my mother and my mother just let it go. And yeah, I'm like, okay. oh, you idiot. I, <laughs> you are so not on to me yet. Right. And so I was on to my kids. Right. And, and even because they were close and we lived out in the country, yeah. they were each other's playmates. And yes. so, yes. you know, and I would say, you know what? Friends will come and go, yeah. but siblings are forever. Right. Right. And you, you, you know what? Your sibling will be what we what you tell them they are. Mm-hmm. So if you tell them they're stupid and ugly, mm-hmm. they will think they're stupid and ugly. Right. And being odd man out, I I felt that. Yeah. And so I was like, no, you right. can disagree. You can discuss it. You can agree to disagree, but you cannot treat them unfairly or how you know you cannot be mean. So, so you've gotten to the point now, and you've said this. You said it earlier, but you said you have uh, less time in front of you than you have behind you. So you have this sense of mortality. Urgency. Fair to say. You have a sense of urgency because of that. Yeah. And are you inspired by that? Or is, is you say God is like speaking to you or or using you like how, because you wrote a book, (laughs) which I didn't see coming. But I saw that it was here. You know, I saw like a couple months ago that, oh, Rachel's writing a book. And you've done that and it's finished and it's on sales. Mm-hmm. Tell me well, what, we're giving it away, really. Tell me what, right. It's a, it's a free book on sales. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's called Tell Me What to Say. Right? Yeah. Because years ago, um, you know, backing up a little bit, you all know I have four kids and they're all really close together. So like Rudy's a junior, Jake and Abby are sophomores, Molly's a freshman. And Rudy's starting to look at colleges. He's looking at Pepperdine, mm. you know, things like that. Anyone who knows Rudy knows he has a very fine taste. Mm. He only likes very nice things. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and and he really doesn't waste money on, on cheap stuff. Right. And so, of course, schooling was not going to be any differently. And 
I remember sitting, you know, doing the books and thinking, we don't have any money. We are just paying bills and sometimes not even doing that. And we have four kids coming up and, and we'd always encourage them to dream big, to that God had big plans for them and that they could do anything that they, you know, that they felt, the, you know, gifted to do yeah. and to, to really follow that desire. And then I realized we don't have any money helping through college. Now, why was I two years out and just now realizing this? Yeah. I have no idea. Mm. But um, and I became angry that we had wasted all this time in an industry that produces people who live in mediocrity and mm. poverty. Mm. And I remember holding up that eight by 10 to Clark and saying, we need to start making money in this business or we need to do something else. Mm. Because the my kids not fulfilling their dreams was, that was just something I wasn't ready to cave to. That was like your wake up call. It really was. And I've, I was always, anyone who knew me before this, before that time right. knows that I was very shy and quiet. And the youngest of all girls, I, um, you know, they, everybody just called me silly little Rachel. And I thought, yep, that's who I am. And I just kind of played that part. And even my mother today reminds me of how silly and how little I was. <laughs> Why do mothers do that? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> but, and I'm, but when that happened, I realized that I had, um, I'd kind of just floated just doing, just doing enough and staying out of that, that, um, you know, when you push yourself to do something, you know, that, that anxiousness, yeah. that fear that comes up inside of you. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd always avoided that and I'd always been allowed to kind of avoid that. But you flipped a switch. Oh, it, it flipped. Yes, it did. And it was totally be because of the love for my kids, you know, and we all can, we all figure out a why, you know, why, you know, they say the, when the why is strong enough, the how becomes easier. <laughs> and I never really understood that <laughs> until, until I look back on what happened to me because it was like, yeah, the, my why was my four kids in college <laughs> and everybody's why is going to be different. Right. And it can even be something like, I want to travel or I want to, you know, go here. I want to buy this or, you know, I need retirement. <laughs> you know, those kind of things. Everybody has a why. It can even be to to prove mm. that you are more mm. you know that there's a why there and when that why becomes strong enough now i can't say the how is easy right but all of a sudden you're doing it mm -hmm. because the why is so strong right and for me my my fears um were fine but i realized my kids were going to pay the price oh, for my fears okay and I was not okay with that. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because we are such a close, close family. I know. I think it's any parent wants, you know, would lay their life down for their child. Mm -hmm. You want the best for your kids. Yes, you do. And you realized at some point pretty far in to the game that you weren't going to be able to provide what you wanted to or what you would consider the best for your kids. And that was a yeah. wake up call for you. Yes. And so I was like, okay, you know what? Nothing changes until I change. Right. Right. 
you know, and you it, it, you pray and pray that you, God, please, you know, make this different. Please, and really, the Lord's saying, "I'm waiting for you to change." <laughs> yeah, do, go ahead and do it. That's right. <laughs> and so then I, you know, and and through that spirituality, I'm like, okay, all right, here we go, Lord. You know, speak to me. And so I started, you know, reaching out to um, figure out how to do sales because that was kind of, and I was an order taker. That meaning I. You know, people and Clark's right. a good photographer and always has been a really good photographer. Yes. And the experience that people get when they sit with him is, you know, is spectacular. They just feel so good about themselves mm-hmm. and about their families and all that. So, you know, moving them into the sale was always, um, you know, they were on a high. But I was an order taker just mm-hmm. because I was so shy and quiet. I did not want face to face. I did not want for confrontation. You know, I w- I had fear and anxiety and and then I found a photographer who was a million dollar photographer and so out of Portland and so I I went to him and it was kind of through another God thing that I ran into him at a convention and he's like okay this is what you have to do and and I basically said tell me what to do and I will do it tell me what to say and I will say it hmm. because I was too afraid to know what to do or say. So I was just like, you just tell me what to do. And as much as I don't want to do it, I will do it. In fact, I do remember him saying, okay, you need to do projection sales. And I was like, oh, oh, I can't do that. (laughs) And he said, well, I guess, you know, Rudy could maybe, you know, get a job or go to community college. Okay. Okay. I will. Oh yeah. He knew my weak point. He knew the buttons. Yep. He knew the button. And I'm like, okay, okay. Just tell me how to do it. But um, and I learned so much from him and in other places. In fact, you know, Jed, I even took phrases and stuff off of commercials. I, you know, you, when you start looking for, you know, ways to increase your sales, you start watching everything. You, the way that other people oh, do Oh yeah. It. You right. go to a store and you watch how the guy sells shoes and you, you know, in fact, I just bought a pair of shoes and the guy was like, and I said, sell it to me. Tell me why I need it. You know, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to learn here. Because they have, so many of them, they right. go to schools where all right. they do is are right. taught sales. They learn. Yes. Right. right. And so I, you know, I watch that kind of stuff and, and I've really gotten interested in human behavior and mm. why we do what we do. And in even, you know, the human needs of certainty and uncertainty and significance mm. and, and things like that. And you know, and even the power of a family portrait and how it makes a family, you know, feel and how those kids look at it and they, you know, they feel worthy. Yes. In this world where I tell my clients where there's just a lot of kids out there who don't feel worthy. Right. They don't feel important. They don't right. feel like they matter. Right. And so I just found all of that, you know, really interesting. But as I learned it from Bill, I, he just talked really fast and nothing was written down. And so I would do something and then I'm like, oh my gosh, that didn't work. And so, you know, and I'm afraid at the whole, at the same time and, you know, and and there's times I would just come out of, out of my showroom and I would, and the client would leave and I would just cry. Yeah. And I even tell the story of where I, we're in our home, you know, because we built on the back of the house. Yeah. And I would go down to the washroom. I would sit on a five-gallon bucket. Yeah. And I would just cry because I just didn't know how to do it. Mm. I just didn't know what to say. And I felt stupid. And 
And I was just like, I can't do this. And then I'm, you know, my kids are all heading into college mm-hmm. and I'm like, I've, I've got to do this. And so that's when I started really, you know, I, in fact, I would call Bill and I'd say, okay, I said this and then they said that. And then what should I have said? And he said, well, you just say this. And I go, oh, okay. And so I would write these little things down. But the hardest thing for me was those objections. Right. You know, what if they say this? What if they say that? Or I hate it when they come and then they don't bring their husband in. All of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, I so wish that John was here. I'm like, well, why in the hell isn't John here? (laughs) You know? Oh, that that was my worst one. That was the big one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, oh my gosh, I I can't believe you guys are so expensive. And, you know, and, and just all of those. And then I'm thinking, you know what? They're all about the same. Yeah. There's only about, you know, five, six, you know, seven yeah. objections. Right. They're said a little bit differently, right. but they're all about the same. Yes. And so then I'm like, okay, I just need to figure out what to say if they say this. Mm-hmm. And what to, and so I just started writing down, you know, all all of those things and then how I would answer it. And so that and then I, you know, kind of tweaked that or and then I would have a somebody in the showroom and and afterwards, I always critique every sale. What did I do right? What did I do wrong? You know, this was a great sale. Why was it a great sale? Or this was a sucky sale. Why was it that? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, okay, this part went really well, but uh, then, it, then it just, you know, got kicked in the butt in the end. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I tried to, you know, when, when do I talk and when do I not talk? Mm-hmm. You know, Very important, right? Oh my gosh. And, and we women are the worst at that because <laughs> when we get nervous, we just chatter and pretty soon I'm giving everything away and, <laughs> you know, because I'm nervous. Yes, yes. In fact, I was listening, I listened to a lot of things and I, about, you know, sales and marketing stuff. And this guy said he had gone to a, you know, a house party where they're selling essential oils or something like that. Yeah. And he said, you could tell the woman was just really into it. She yeah. loved what she did. But it, when it came down to selling, yes, he said, she just, well, well, and, and then you, if you're interested, you can just, right. you know, ask me the questions later, but you don't right. really have to. Right, right. Because right. we get really nervous when yes. it comes to selling. Yes. When the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's that fear. Mm-hmm. And, and I was so tired of that fear. And it's a daily thing when you're doing sales every day and you're afraid of it, you, you know, you dread it. Well, you're fate, you're fate, you're in a position where you're facing it every day, every day. Right. Right. And it's essential to your success. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And it's, it's the only thing that's essential to the success in the sense that there's a lot of excellent photographers out there who their sales suck. And their businesses are struggling. Mm. And then there's a lot of, you know, mediocre photographers who have figured out sales and are doing really well. But I always figure, okay, if I'm not doing well in the, sh- in the showroom, we don't go to the bank. Right. Right. That's the only thing that puts money in our bank. It's key. Is me in that right. showroom. Yes. And so I'm like, I have got to get the best that I can at this. So by writing out those things and figuring that out, and the book has all those answers. It's, what do you say if they say this? What do you say if they said this? You know, how do you build that value? How do you, you know, answer that question? And I've come to believe, you know, the difference between, you know, what I feel I do is I've always said life is simple. We complicate it. Hmm. And so, you know what? Let's simplify sales. 
and these when people come in and they you know have objections right. i'm like these aren't objections these are just questions they have hmm. you know and i think of it is if my mom who's 87 years old if she were to be in someone's showroom she's going to have questions she's going to say well honey uh, where am i going to put this mm-hmm. you know i don't have very much wall space or mm. oh i do like that size but I don't, I don't know. I've never had a picture that big yep. before. Yep. You know, she's going to have questions. Mm-hmm. They're not objections. They're questions. So j- just framing them that way kind of changes your mindset a little bit. Like you can, you can feel it in your, in your brain when you change that from an objection to a question. Because to me, it seems like just answering a question as opposed to confronting an objection overcoming <laughs> two very different things and yet you're talking about something that's the like it's it's it is that that's what it is it's a question it's not an objection but all of a sudden i'm approaching it completely different from my standpoint like i feel a lot better yeah thinking of it as a question than an objection i think though jed that in in our industry you have to believe in what you're doing hmm. You know, I believe with all my heart the power of a family portrait. Mm-hmm. I know from personal experience that people leave this life and when they're gone, the only thing you have are those portraits. Mm-hmm. And Clark and Rudy always say, they said, well, you know, this will be the lost generation. Yeah. Because everything's on their phone. Right. And phones, you know, are lost <laughs> right? or broken dad is, dad or is lost yes easily yes right and so the only way and i tell people the only way a family is forget together forever is on your wall yeah you got to have that printed and put yep. up there and you have to believe that though to now be able to you know help my client understand the significance and the importance of what they're doing and the power of that family portrait and that people who love their family this is important to them and people who love their family want other people, when they walk into their home, to see they love their family. And they want their family to know that. That they can say, you know what? This family portrait, this has the most, por- the most important people in my life in mm-hmm. it. It is more important than anything in our home. And it's more important than anything outside of our home. And maybe that's because I feel that way about my family. This is your legacy, isn't it? This yeah. is it. But... But even more, Jed, I want other photographers, I want other salespeople who struggle with sales to, to have something right. that they can look at. Because I would teach and pe- as I would, you know, spout off these answers, you know, of this is what you say if they see this, and this is what you say if they see that. And people say, slow down, slow down. Say that again. Say that again. Right. I'm trying to write this down. Right. right. And we're just like, mom, let's just, let's just make a book. Right. So that people have kind of a okay let me look at this let me underline this oh this is a good one i'm going to write this down i'm going to put it right here inside my drawer where i can see it yeah and i can so that they can i want people to be able to get over the fear of sales so that they can go in and they can see their sales increase and because when you increase your sales it goes right to your bottom line you didn't have to pay anything more for marketing. You didn't have to pay anything more to get those people in. This all goes, you know, if you have a sale and instead of a $1,000 sale, is a $4,000 sale, yeah. that $3,000 goes right to profit. Yeah. And so that makes a difference in people's lives. Big difference. That puts kids through college. 
that that pays to finally be able to take your family, you know, to Disney. You know, we didn't go anywhere. We didn't do anything. We didn't go on vacation. Mm. We didn't have anything nice. I mean, our kids never wanted to be in photography because they were like, it's no fun. <laughs> we never had any money. Right, right. And I'm just like, I, you know, how long did I have to go until I found somebody? And I'm, I'm seeing other people who are Million Dollar Studios. Mm. Somebody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Why not me? Right. You know, but it comes to that point where you're like, when, when are you going to finally, you know, draw that circle of intent mm. and step into it mm. and say, you know what? Next year at this time, it's going to be different. I'm not going to be the same year as it was last year and the same year as it was last year. And well, I hope next year's better. This isn't hope. This is, you know what? Things are going to change. I, you know, am I willing to do the work? That's what I had to ask myself. The book is free. It you is. Pay, you pay shipping. Correct. How do you get it? Go to salesobjectionsecrets.com. And just order it there. Yep. Yep. You can just order it right there. And then there's an audio version. Is that? There is an audio version. Yeah. Yes. Which is me. Right. You're, you're <laughs> doing reading, the audio. You're reading the book. And Yeah. Yes, I am. And... You know, and I have to admit, Jed, this is kind of funny because, you know, here I am. I'm the one who said all these words. But when it came, you know, it was really exciting. And <laughs> it came and then Rudy's like, okay, read through it. You know, this is the, you know, the, we need to see if there's any, you know, errors, that kind of thing. And right. I read through it and I came out and I, and I cried. And I was yeah. just like, Rudy, this is what I, oh, what I would have given yeah, to have this. To have this. In fact, I remember when I met Bill and I was like, I need to have a seminar with you. How much do I have to pay to come and see you? I, I will pay $10,000. I mean, because it was like either I start making money in this or my kids don't go to college right. and we got to figure out something else. Right. And so I'm like, you know what? I, you know, one sale, give me a, you know, just help me. Right. And so... You know, I didn't pay $10,000. In fact, really what he said was find 10 studios right. and come out and each of you pay $1,000, which we're talking back in 19, well, Rudy graduated in 99, so it was probably 97. Yeah. And so $1,000 was, uh, you know, what we, I did that. I got everybody all together and went out there and oh my gosh, you know, it, it, it was worth 10000 oh, a piece, wasn't it? Over and over. <laughs> and it not only changed my life, but it changed our kids' life. And it Why? will change generations in our family. Why free? You're giving this away for free. Because it's, it's that important that people have it. Mm. And it's that important. There's a lot of people out there struggling that if they just had this, they just had an opportunity to, you know, they're, they're searching and there's so much um, mediocrity. And, and, I, and I get frustrated when I see even people in our industry mm. teaching mediocrity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, being happy with a $1,000 sale. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember my first thousand dollar sale. I was happy, right? <laughs> but, right? Right? But it doesn't have to be that, right? You know, I want people to be able to be paid what they're worth. Yes. And not 
live in mediocrity. We were not created to live in mediocrity. Mm. We have seeds of greatness in us. Mm. We can go out and make a difference in the world, but you can't make a difference in the world when you're struggling Mm. and when you have lost your confidence, Mm. you know, and we allow fear to do that. And I heard Joyce Meyer is a gal that I listened to and and I loved it because she she wrote a little book kind of like this one. It has a little picture of a mouse on the front <laughs> and it says, fear will never leave. Do it afraid. Do it afraid. Do it afraid. <laughs> and I love that because I was like, that's exactly right. Do it afraid. Because fear will never go away. And if you're waiting for fear to go away, huh. you're sunk. Yeah. So step Cause it, up. Because it won't. It won't, go fo- right. it won't go away. Right. Right. So just step up and do it afraid. Hmm. Because when you start doing that, you know what? Then fear just goes, well, she's not intimidated by me anymore. I'm going to go somewhere else. And it, and you start, it fades away because you realize that, you know what? I can, I can go through this. Thank you for doing this with me. It's, it's rare that I get to see somebody holding their legacy in their hand and, and being so like to sit here and you had tears in your eyes and even coming out of your eyes almost the whole time. And the, and you, your passion and your excitement for what you're doing. And, and it's inspirational. I'm, I'm blessed by it. And I really appreciate what you have done and what you're doing. Thank you. I want to empower. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I believe me, I stand in the mirror and tell myself, don't tell me you can't give me more than what I've been seeing. Hmm. You know, I just encourage people to not, not to settle. Mm, don't settle. Do it afraid and don't settle. I like both of those. Yeah. Say the website one more time. Salesobjectionsecrets.com. Okay. And the answers are in here. Tell me what to say by Rachel Martin. It's a legacy. Check it out. You know, and I don't think this is the, my last book. It's, I've got, there's, there's other things that people have said, okay, this is great, but now I need to know this and I need to know this. And, and I'm like, okay, you know, once you do this once you're like, okay. (laughs) Once you climb that first mountain, the second one doesn't seem so bad. Yeah. And I, I really have to give shouts out to Rudy because he's just been my wingman and he's my encourager and he's like, mom, you got stuff you need to share. There's people who need to hear that. So... We'll keep going. Let me know when the next one's out. We'll do this again. Oh, thanks, Jed. Thanks for your time. You're most welcome. My pleasure.